Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again. Welcome if it's your first time. Today we're going to be listening to some recordings by the great New Orleans clarinet player, Jimmy Noon. And Jimmy Noon was born just outside of New Orleans in a place called Cutoff, Louisiana, in 1895. He started by playing guitar, played in some local string bands, took up clarinet, I think, uh, as a teenager. I don't think he was too young when he did that. And he uh, applied himself quite assiduously and uh, took lessons with the T.O.'s and was part of that great Creole clarinet tradition. And uh, as a teenager, late teenager, he left the city to go on a vaudeville tour with uh, Bill Johnson's Creole Jazz Band. The original clarinet player in that was Louis Big Eye Nelson, who had left the tour and Noon replaced him. Uh, Noon also may have taken some informal lessons from Sidney Bechet, even though he was a little younger than Bechet. Bechet was indeed a prodigy at the time. So about 1920-21, Noon found himself in Chicago. He played with King Oliver's band briefly before Johnny Dodds joined. He also uh, uh, started playing with Doc Cook's Dreamland Orchestra. Noon was a good musician. He was a good reading musician. He could double on various saxophones, and he was very handy to have in a dance band because he could play the parts as well as liven things up with solos. He and fellow New Orleanian uh, Freddie Keppard on cornet were both members of that band, and uh, they recorded fairly extensively in the 1920s, at least for a band, African-American band from that period. More of a showy style, using some very complicated arrangements, but all, or almost all, featuring either Noon, Keppard, or both in solos. And We have a podcast and radio show uh, in the past that uh, uh, got into the uh, Doc Cook recordings of the day. By 1927-28 or so, Noon was doubling uh, from the Cook Band, which was playing, as I said, at the Dreamland Ballroom. Uh, he was playing in an after-hours club, first called the Nest, and then the Apex Club, then the El Rado Club, and some various uh, prohibitionary speakeasies, which were actually nicer than your usual speakeasy. They catered to an up, uh, up-market clientele. And Noon's band was renowned for playing pop tunes, as well as jazz tunes and blues and so forth. Noon was, uh, as I said, a finished musician, as they say. He had taken lessons with Franz Scherp, the clarinet uh, teacher in Chicago, who also taught Benny Goodman and Buster Bailey, among others. So Noon uh, had developed a pretty uh, advanced technique and musical uh, skill on his various instruments. And the band that he led at those various clubs, which came to be known as the Apex Club Orchestra, featured him on clarinet and Joe Poston initially on alto sax. Both of them were part of the uh, Doc Cook band of the period. The first recordings, which happened in 1928, uh, also featured Earl Hines on piano and uh, some other players as well. But this was an unusual group in that it had uh, a two-reed lead section. Didn't use any brass. A couple of times on recording sessions they added a trumpet. We'll we'll hear that uh, coming up as well. Uh, And very occasionally a trombone. But usually just the two-reed and occasionally they double, not so much Jimmy Noon, but Joe Poston would play clarinet and sometimes other instruments. They had a long series of recordings for Vocalion in Brunswick all the way up into the middle or you know, the middle 1930s, even after the Depression had hit, being a, uh, a group that featured Tin Pan Alley tunes and pop tunes, they had some more uh, popularity than just the blues and, and, and um, hokum types of groups that people like Johnny Dodds, for example, were leading and recording at the time. 
We're going to be looking at and listening to the last four sessions that this band did. Noon recorded several times thereafter, uh, leading groups and also with Kid Ori and, and the Capitol Jasmine and so forth. But we're going to just uh, focus on uh, this permanent group. Uh, I guess it was still performing in Chicago as of 1935, which is the last date of this particular ensemble. Uh, by this point, Jimmy Noon was partnered in the front line with a fellow named Eddie Pollock, a, a Chicago jazz musician, black jazz musician, playing alto sax, baritone sax, occasionally clarinet, and vocal as well. So we're going to start with a session from July 27th of 1931, and this is Jimmy Noon, Eddie Pollock. Earl Hines had returned to the band for this recording session on piano, John Henley on guitar, Quinn Wilson, a very young Chicago musician playing bass, he also was a good tuba player, and Benny Washington on drums. We're going to hear four tunes, uh, pop tunes from this date. We're going to hear uh, the Creamer and J.C. Johnson tune, I Need Lovin', which had been recorded by Blanche Calloway and some other bands as well. Followed by It's You, a not terribly well-known tune by Fats Waller and Andy Razif. Rivers Stay Away From My Door by Dixon and Woods. This was probably played uh, from the stock arrangement uh, of the period, even though they didn't have any brass instruments. Those stocks could be uh, adjusted to fit practically any instrumentation. And then Louis Armstrong's theme song, When It's Sleepy Time Down South by the Rene Brothers, although it probably uh, wasn't known as Armstrong's theme song at the time. He didn't adopt that until a little bit later, this being 1931, of course. Then we're going to finish up with two tunes from the next date, uh, which was uh, December 15th of 1933, a year and a half or so later, uh, actually two and a half years later. And this is the same band, so I think it was a regular band, with the exception that Earl Hines had gone off on his own at this point, was leading a big band at the Grand Terrace, and he was replaced by a kind of a shadowy, curious piano player from the period named Zinke Cohn. Uh, he recorded quite a bit with Noon and also with some other groups, and uh, not too much is known of him, but he had a, uh, an ability uh, to mimic Father Hines pretty well, and that took a lot of doing, as you can imagine. So the two tunes we're going to hear from that uh, particular recording session are Dixie Lee and Inka Dinka Doo, uh, which are uh, pop tunes of the day. Dixie Lee uh, was composed by uh, Alex Hill. We're going to hear another Alex Hill tune in a little while. And Inka Dinka Doo uh, was credited on some labels as To Jimmy Noon, which it wasn't. It was actually by Jimmy Durante, uh, whose theme song it was. So those are our tunes for the first set. I Need Lovin', It's You, River Stay Away From My Door, and When It's Sleepy Time Down South from 1931. From 1933, we will hear Dixie Lee and Inkinkadoo. <laughs> I can't behave 
I want some sweetie dear to call me her own. I'm mighty tired waiting here all alone. I need patting into your arms. I long to cuddle and cow. Must you make me hesitate? Take me, I can't wait. I need some loving now. Never leaves me feeling blue Well, I'm now prepared To tell the world It's you, it's you, it's you Who can bring a million thrills to me Keep me singing all day through Well, I'm now prepared To tell the world It's you, it's you, it's you Why did I ever conceal it? I think it's time to reveal it. Who has kept me dreaming constantly of a little home for two? Well, I'm now prepared to tell the world it's you, it's you, it's you. Thank you. 
going your way, I'll keep going my way. River, stay away from my door. A bit bitter, that oh, I just got a cabin. You don't need my cabin. Oh, river, stay away from my door. Don't come up any higher. I'm so all alone. Leave my bed, my fire. That's all I own. I ain't breaking your heart. Don't start breaking my heart. River, stay away from my door. Darkies croonin', song soft and low Needn't tell me so because I know It's sleepy time down south Soft winds blowing through the pinewood trees Folks down there live a life of ease When old mammy falls upon her knees It's sleepy time down south Steamboats on the river are comin' or goin' Splashin' the night away Hear those banjos ringing, the doggies are singing, they dance till the break of day. Dear old Southland with its dreamy songs, takes me back there where I belong. How I'd love to be in mommy's arms when a sleepy time down south.
can be, and yet as sweet as she can be, that pixie lee, should you ever meet somebody looking cute and neat, with dancing eyes and happy feet, that pixie lee, oh, as a beauty, she's a wonder, best of all the chosen few. No one else can steal her thunder Cause she rules all those in view If you ever took A picture from a picture book I know that it could never look Like Dixie Thank you. 
So that was a interesting little group led by Jimmy Noon, originally called the Apex Club Orchestra. It took the name of whatever club he was playing at at the time, I guess. Uh, generally speaking, it was Jimmy Noon and his orchestra, I suppose we'd have to say. So we started out with a date from uh, July 27th of 1931. These were all recorded for Vocalion Records. We heard I Need Lovin', It's You, Rivers Stay Away From My Door, and When It's Sleepy Time Down South. All uh, done with the personnel of Jimmy Noon on clarinet, Eddie Pollock on alto sax, I think exclusively on that session, Earl Hines on piano, John Henley on guitar, Quinn Wilson on uh, bass, and Benny Washington on drums. Earl Hines again making a return to this group after several years away. And here, of course, he was uh, at the time getting his own big band set up for opening at the Grand Terrace shortly thereafter. We also heard vocals by a white singer named Art Jarrett. Uh, a little bit hard to take, but uh, fortunately only lasting a chorus or so on each number. Then we ended up with two tunes from a year and a half, or two and a half years later. We heard uh, Dixie Lee, the Alex Hill tune, and Inka Dinka Doo, Jimmy Durante's theme song. Both of those uh, were by the same group, except Zinke Khan on piano uh, instead of Earl Hines. And taking the vocal honors, uh, such as they are, was Eddie Pollock, who also played baritone sax and clarinet. In fact, Dixie Lee, I'm not exactly sure how he did this, but after the vocal that he took, he managed to get the clarinet into his mouth and played the uh, eight-bar bridge after that, because uh, you could tell it wasn't a very good clarinet player. And then Jimmy Noon came in right after that to take it out, and Pollock somehow switched to alto sax almost immediately. So a little bit of uh, balletics there. So we're going to go on to the next set, and we're going to hear the last two tunes from that set uh, session from December of 1933. We're going to hear another Alex Hill tune, Delta Bound, followed by a Jimmy Noon original called uh, Love Me or Like Me a Little Bit Less, so it's called. And again, Eddie, Con uh, Eddie Pollock on various reads and vocal on this one. He was a, a journeyman jazz player who had played with Erskine Tate and, uh, of course, with Jimmy Noon at this point. He played with some other bands, even recorded with Ma Rainey, and the sources say he recorded with Al Jolson. I'm not sure it was the same Eddie Pollock, though. And uh, his career went into the 1940s, after which I guess he gave up music, uh, as many players did during the later part of the Depression and World War II years. So after those two tunes, we're going to start out the next set, which was from February 21st of 1935. All of these were recorded in Chicago, by the way. This was a Chicago band. And we're going to hear uh, a Porter's Love Song to a Chambermaid, uh, made famous, of course, by Fats Waller. This is a uh, tune that um, was composed by J.C. Johnson and Andy Razif, and actually James P. Johnson and Andy Razif, I believe. And then we're going to hear another out-and-out jazz tune by Claude Hopkins, I Would Do Anything for You. And the band in this case is, again, Jimmy Noon and Eddie Pollock, Zinke Cohn on piano, John Henley on bass, John Lindsay is on, uh, or John Henley is on guitar, excuse me, and John Lindsay is on bass. He had played with Jelly Roll Morton's band and some others, and Benny Washington again on drums. So those will be our four tunes for this set. Delta Bound, Like Me a Little Bit Less, A Porter's Love Song to a Chambermaid, and I Would Do Anything for You. <laughs> Thank you. 
Particularly hot recording by the Apex Club or Jimmy Noon and his orchestra. We heard uh, a player I didn't mention in the personnel. Jimmy Cobb was added on trumpet for this session and uh, the next uh, one coming up as well. He was the younger brother of Junie Cobb, who was a legendary Chicago musician and a multi-instrumentalist who uh, had recorded with Jimmy Noon earlier in his career uh, on banjo and singing as well. So we started out with Delta Bound and Love Me or Like Me a Little Bit Less from the December 15th, 1933 session. Uh, like Me a Little Bit Less, I had said was a tune by Jimmy Noon. It was not. It was actually by Adamson and, and, and Lane in this case. Um, Gus Arnheim had a pretty popular recording of that, and Noon was covering a lot of tunes that were recorded by other bands, and some of them were quite good, as we will see on the next session. Uh, Eddie Pollock was the vocalist on that one, also playing alto and baritone, Jimmy Noon on clarinet, Zinke Kahn on piano, and he was, an, as I said, an interesting character. He recorded quite a bit with Jimmy Noon. He recorded under his own name in the 30s. He played with several other bands as well. He was known as a composer and an arranger, uh, and he continued playing in Chicago until the 1940s, uh, and he passed away, I think, in about 1952. He had been an official in the uh, Musicians Union in Chicago as well. 
We also heard John Henley on guitar, uh, Quinn Wilson on bass, and Benny Washington on drums. And then to that November 23rd session from 1934, so slightly less than a year later, John Lindsay was on bass instead of uh, 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 Quinn Wilson, and also Jimmy Cobb on uh, trumpet, other than that same band, and uh, all done for Vocalion, and we heard a Porter's Love Song to a Chambermaid, a very up-tempo version of that compared to the vocal versions by uh, Fats Waller and some others, which were necessarily slow in order to get all the words in, but here it was taken as a stomp, and Jimmy Noon must have liked this tune a lot because he recorded it, or it was recorded playing it again on a live date done with just a quartet in about 1940. Then we finished up with the Claude Hopkins theme, I Would Do Anything For You, a particularly stomping version of that. And uh, we see we're getting into the uh, swing era, or beginning to get to the swing era, with the use of all the riffs at the end of these choruses. So we're going to finish up that date on our next set, and uh, two more tunes. Shine, the Ford Dabney tune from the 1910s that Louis Armstrong uh, was famous for having done, and a particularly showy version. And then the George Gershwin tune, Liza, from uh, the later 1920s, which featured or was uh, popularized uh, most prominently by Al Jolson. Then we're going to jump over uh, oh, about th three months to February 21st of 1935, and this is the last date by the Jimmy Noon Orchestra, a.k.a. the Apex Club Orchestra, with the same group, pretty much. Jimmy Cobb on trumpet, Jimmy Noon and Eddie Pollock on the reeds, Zinke Cohn on piano, John Henley on guitar, John Lindsay on bass, and Benny Washington on drums. And these are four instrumental tunes. Apparently, Vocalion had had enough with the singing and uh, just wanted instrumentals, and they had four actually quite good tunes to record. Uh, the first tune from that uh, session, which is the third tune we're going to hear, is the Rogers and Hart tune, Soon, which was pretty much new at that time. Then the uh, Al Dubin and Harry Warren tune from one of the Warner Brothers musicals, The Lullaby of Broadway. Following that, we have a uh, C. Gordon tune called Looky, 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 Here Comes Cookie, which doesn't sound very promising, but which actually is a very good tune. Uh, it was later recorded by Chew Berry and Roy Eldridge uh, and, and various other players as well. And then we're going to finish up with another Rogers and Hart tune. It's easy to remember. So these are A-level pop songs from the period, and it's good that Jimmy Noon got them. It clearly showed that Vocalion... Uh, regarded him very highly as a band leader and as a player, that they gave him these uh, sophisticated pop tunes, even to be done in a jazz context this way. So that'll be our set coming up. Shine, Eliza, Soon, The Lullaby of Broadway, Looky, 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 Here Comes Cookie, and It's Easy to Remember, all done by Jimmy Noon and his orchestra.
that was Jimmy Noon and his orchestra, Apex Club Orchestra, what have you. And the last couple of sessions they did for Vocalion before the times changed. And actually, Jimmy Noon's sessions after that were more along the trad vein, doing more recreations of his earlier hits in New Orleans style and so forth. So we started out with the last two tunes from November 23rd of 1934, Shine and Liza. Um, really well-done tracks featuring Jimmy Cobb, a very underrated trumpet player from the time, a Chicago player, recorded quite a few times with different groups. I don't know uh, what happened to him after that. I think he just jogged around Chicago. I don't think he had a very long life, but really good trumpet player in the Louis Armstrong vein. And we also heard, of course, the great Jimmy Noon on clarinet. He was one of the most technically gifted clarinet players before Benny Goodman, certainly. And Goodman always said that he admired Jimmy Noon's playing and tone and so forth. Eddie Pollock was on alto and baritone sax. We heard that. Uh, no vocals on these tracks. We did hear some fine alto playing from Eddie Pollock on Liza. He was recreating the, uh, the kind of uh, showy um, lines that uh, were created for that tune uh, by some classical saxophone players, including... Galadoro, who developed a set of variations on that tune. Benny Garter also played them on the Fletcher Henderson recording of the same number. Then we went to that last session from February 21st of 1935, in this case, and that was a, a, a further interesting session using four very good tunes. Rogers and Hart tunes began and ended that uh, session soon, and it's easy to remember, both well played. Then in between, we heard the Lullaby of Broadway from one of those early Warner Brothers musicals, also featuring a guitar solo by John Henley. And then uh, second to last was Looky, 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 Here Comes Cookie. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. Jimmy Noon and some of his recordings from uh, this particular period. This was not a time when black musicians were getting a lot of opportunities to record. Of course, the uh, bottom had fallen out of the recording industry following the Depression, and times were changing. The swing era was about to start, which would open up a lot more opportunities. And shortly thereafter, there was a, an increased interest in earlier jazz styles, especially New Orleans style, which brought Jimmy Noon back to the fore for about eight or nine years before he passed away very early in 1944. He was only 49 years old. So thank you very much. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do so. We'd love to have some more members of the family. And do get in touch with me through my social media, which is all Wolverine Jazz Band. I am my band. So thank you, and I'll see you on the other side.